And Egg White. So it is the Jubilee weekend. In fact, by the time you listen to this podcast, the Jubilee weekend has finished because we were too lazy and not fast enough to cut this podcast episode together. Have you got your bunting out? Britannia. Is that is that woke to say that now? I don't think it's woke anymore. I mean, the flags are up just for the four days. But as long as Morrissey's nowhere near anywhere draped in a flag, I think it'll be fine. We'll be able to get through this. The white Asian guy's top three princes. Top three princes? Any reason why you're asking me that question before I before I reveal my answers? Would would, <laughs> would Prince would Prince be in your top three? You bypassed answering my question by just asking me the same question again. What are you, 12? Would, 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 Prince, would Prince be in your top three of princes? Uh, what, Prince the musician? Yeah, would 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 the Spin Doctors song Two Princes be in your top three princes, list no, of princes? So therefore, if you use Prince and then Spin Doctors Two Princes, then that's three princes. So therefore, you could actually, you could have negated the whole, you know, putting your, your list of top of the actual princes down. But because you haven't done that, I'm going to ask you and press you, woke Asian guy, press you like just like I'm Jeremy Paxman. But who are your th- best three princes? Well, my best three princes definitely Prince Edward, the man who's never really yeah. had a stable career, tried to get into media like I have, and failed miserably like I have. He's number one because I can relate to him more than anyone else. <laughs> and um, who else? Prince Charles. I mean, he's been he's literally been in my life in my lifetime. I barely remember when he married his first wife. <laughs> then, uh, well, third prince. It's got to be Prince. Prince the musician. So uh, my royalty in my top three. I have to. I have to. Actually, I have to. You are incorrect. You could have had Prince the Zine and Prince the clothing manufacturer that makes socks. Well, talking about Rogans, what about what about Piers Morgan? Piers Morgan said that he's actually going to take a holiday, a six-week holiday from his show, and you're, you probably won't edit this for six weeks because you're a lazy tonight. But do you think Piers Morgan is actually going to come back? You're not denying it, are you? No, he's he's going to get uh, he's going to go off, and then basically he's going to get his uh, he's going to come back with a show on Channel Five. So he's going to do an Andrew Neil to uh, basically to recap all of our American audience. Andrew Neil was on a top-rated BBC political news show. Then he wanted to go a little bit right wing and have uncensored voices. So he basically managed to, I don't know, I don't know how it all worked out, ended up being point man on this new channel called GB News, which is unfiltered, uncensored. It's like the Daily Mail for the eyeballs. And after the first two or three weeks, first episode, first day, excellent ratings because everyone was curious, including me. Then everyone thought, oh, let's cock this off and go back to BBC or ITV News. And the ratings crashed, and it's still been low rated. Then Andrew Neil, I think, what's the, what's the term? He had a shit hemorrhage, and took an extended holiday from which he never came back. Do you know how like the husband who goes to the shop to buy cigarettes and disappears for twenty years? That I think is Piers Morgan. Mummy, mummy, where's Daddy gone? Oh, Daddy's gone to Channel Four because they they got better ratings. <laughs> So he's, he's thrown Rupert Murdoch under the bus. I mean, Ru- Rupert Murdoch paid him on the proviso that Piers Morgan would bring in the same amount of viewers as his breakfast news show and his low-rated CNN show, but didn't bring in the ratings. And I think Rupert Murdoch's £50 million investment for a three-year deal is shit. 
after what three weeks four weeks it's about a month isn't it it's not it's not much much longer than that to be honest i think we're caught up with all the all the woke news well, that, is, well, that, that is woking news just to, men- just to mention one thing i think piers morgan can learn from us we went straight out the gates with no ratings then about a few view uh, listeners and a few more listeners and a few more listeners then we've got a couple of other listeners so I think we should advise Piers Morgan on how to survive and weather the storm and just carry on. Piers, go on your holiday, then come back. Don't just not come back because if we can survive, you, Egg White, and me, woke Asian guy, Piers can do it as well. Just don't leave, Piers. Let's do another. Can you just do a theme tune for Jim or Jimmy? Jim or Jimmy, the game show where we ask Wokey if the following jokes are racist, old-school misogyny or modern-day irony. Play along with the family! Oh, oh we got more. I've got a Jim or Jimmy for you as well. So, okay. yeah, you can do your Jim and Jimmy's. I was doing a gig at an old people's home, and so I turned up and knocked on the door. They answered and, what, and said, how do I know it's you? I'm going to need some identification. Which, I mean, that's it. Ironically, it actually sounds like one of Woke Asian Guy's jokes, which isn't really a joke, but I'll give it, I'll give this one to you because it's, it's basically a segue into not, not so, not so uh, creatively crafted segue. Uh, it is Joe Pasquale in, and um, because I was watching Good Morning Britain and they were talking, they had Joe Pasquale on it and Richard Maidley, who um, we, <laughs> Richard Maidley, Richard Maidley, Maidley, Joe Pasquale, who is currently in, on doing a theatre production, stage production of revival of Some Mothers Do Have Them. Now, uh, woke before, Asian guy. Before you go into that, can you can you just give a brief rundown of Joe Pasquale? Because some people don't even read our show notes. Who the hell is he? He is a comedian who was i think he was big in the 90s uh kind of like a raw variety kind of performer and he's known for having quite a squeaky voice um and so he can't talk like this i know a song that'll get on your nerves get on your nerves get on your nerves that kind of thing and anything else about joe squally or that is that it it's just squeaky voice comedian Squeaky voice comic in the 90s became quite big then just fell out of favor i think people just got bored of his one shtick of high-pitched voice, campy humour. Uh, a friend to Stuart Lee. <laughs> I'm being ironic, obviously. Uh, there's, if you look at YouTube, there's a whole thing about Stuart Lee taking a piss, uh, doing a routine. And oh, I'm linking that in the show notes. Yeah, you can you can link that, and then obviously we can get some some highbrow Stuart Lee fans. Please sum up what some others do have them is. Oh, basically, ah, oh, okay. So some others do have them was a seventies man-child sitcom where Frank Spencer, the main character, just basically is like Seinfeld, but without the sharp humour and more slapstick. So, you know, you know, like the fingers trapped in a door kind of thing and everyone laughed in the 70s because they didn't really know how to uh, emote their kind of like uh, one-liners and all that. So, yeah, that was it, really. It sounds... I'm not selling it very well, but then again, if you actually watch the show, I don't think the show's sort of sells itself as well so interesting you should say that because because this is why i wanted to bring it up with you because you being the woke asian guy right so yeah. uh, richard maidley said um oh. richard maidley he he said that he was talking about the show with with one of his um uh yeah yeah i, I was talking about the show with one of my friends yeah, yeah 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 and they said that they thought it would probably never be made today on tv because 
Frank Spencer would be, you know, it would it would be seen as punching down because Frank Spencer would, would be seen as or categorised as having autism, um, and so therefore it would be seen as punching down and and um, taking the mis- taking the piss out of uh, of uh, you know that that disability. Now Pasquale, now obviously Pasquale plays Frank Spencer character in in, in the stage play. It was triggered. Yeah. He said, and he came to the the hints of it because the guy who actually wrote um, some of the that it's basically based on him and his and his life. And this guy didn't have autism. He he you know he actually dressed like that, and he dressed in a mac, and he dressed in a beret, and people were kind of like you know thinking it's really funny. And he was like, well, what? This is how I actually dress. And he was very very accident prone, and so the actual sitcom is more or less so he's actually very acting prone and so it's, it's kind of based on on his actual real life uh you know reality and every day um obviously just kind of exaggerated for comedic effect so i just want to know what you think and and um i think it could be made and it could be made in in a modern day version or is Richard Meadley? Is he correct? Would would it actually be seen as punching down? There are certain things that should never come back, like uh, mind your language, which was incredibly egregious. I I don't know why people just look at certain things and just go, oh yeah, he's just got autism, even though it's just a clown who just they make just sketch ideas of him, just like roller skates down the road. I remember going through traffic, but I. I think Richard Maley is just being a bit too hypersensitive. And there are certain levels of wokery of which you can actually apply. And I don't think you can apply it to some others do have them. It's not pumping down. It's a nice, silly, dopey series, which doesn't offend everybody or anybody. And there's, was it, was it autism in the seventies? There probably was, but I don't think they were pointing to the fact that, oh yeah, that Frank Spencer's autistic. So we're just going to laugh at him. We just looked at an idiot that was bungling. You might as well say all the characters in Seinfeld have ADHD. That's why they act the way they act. And that you can't show that show anymore. And they're going to have to give the 500 million back to Netflix after they splashed out on that. Are you actually saying that Richard Maidley is more woke than you are? No, 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 no. no. He's, he's, he's woke sensitive, which is a new term I'm going to use. Okay, the thing that's been annoying me, there's two things actually. One that you actually mentioned the other day, but the first thing is Facebook and its metaverse. So I was reading the other day that somehow the metaverse is racist. Why? Ah, good that you asked. So, what is the metaverse? Can you explain it or shall I explain it? I, I've got no idea. You've just said random words, so I've got no idea what you're saying. You better explain it. Okay, so the metaverse is this virtual world where you can be this pretend self. It's a bit like the lawnmower man for anyone who's old enough to have watched that film in the cinema, like I did. And you can have your own avatar, you can be your own person, and you can do anything you want. There's this really crappy video of Zuckerberg doing a promo where he's like, Hey, Mark, how you doing? And he's talking in his avatar, and, his, and the other avatars are like talking to each other in his virtual world, which is absolutely mental. But the problem is, it's the same as Twitter. It's becoming, people are just more themselves. Zuckerberg thinks this is nice utopian people where more people can connect. But 
when Twitter came, it made Twitter made people more racist. Agree or disagree? Uh, agree. It just made, so now tw- people can put two hundred and forty characters of racist stuff against all these like non-white actors, actresses, politicians, and all that. And there's not that much accountability from Twitter. There have been a few notices of people trying to get posts taken down, and Twitter just goes. No, that N-word. No, it's it's not. No, that's freedom of speech. Let's keep that. Now, metaverse means that people are going to interact with each other and they can just be their virtual selves, not themselves, and just basically be more racist. Imagine going into a real pub and just basically having your honest, maybe Daily Mail, should I say that, your honest, actual angry post-Brexit feelings known in the pub you wouldn't do that would you you'd always hold back until you're with a circle of friends that you're with okay. so you want to go into the metaverse is the question to ask you no do, I, do it... I want to go into the metaverse i mean well well i'm, I'm kind of in it because i basically lose lose about 17 hours every time i open the tiktok app so i'm pretty much there mate let's go all in i'm i'm ready i'm ready lock and load but you're interacting with other people it's not like you're watching you're just you're just a voyeur of other people's lives in 15 minutes, 15 second chunks. So what do I need to do to get into the metaverse? Do I have to put in the headset? You have to put the headset, the glasses, then you create this avatar for yourself. Then you go and meet other people. Okay. Have you ever done gaming? Have you done online gaming? Shall we say yes? Cause it makes the conversation last a bit longer. <laughs> well, that's a big no. So let me, let me school you on this one, pretending that you've done it. So my mates all used to do online gaming and, and that, should theoretically be like, hey, we're gonna team up and like do buddy stuff and like shoot bad guys or virtual like monsters. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Now, my mate had his headset on, and basically all of these twelve-year-olds, thirteen-year-olds, all basically throwing up racist abuse as they basically running around. And my mate just got fed up with it. He just muted. He tried to answer back, but problem is because they're in the virtual world for the gaming industry. They were just basically, they're super racist, homophobic, absolutely disgusting selves. Mm. And you think Mark Zuckerberg, now that I've given you the information on this metaverse, do you think people are going to be nice in the metaverse? No, but does that mean you're going to get like metaverse police? But surely you're going to get people like that in this metaverse kind of going, hey, I am the law. I am the motherfucking law. So you think they're all going to become little judge dreads where they're just going to be worse than the actual police where they're upholding the law, but they actually instill the law. The problem is virtual universe. I mean, every time someone talks about the metaverse, all I hear is Matrix, all plugged in in a room, Matrix. And there's a bad Bruce Willis film where he was stuck in a room. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. He's actually in a virtual world, but he's just stuck in a bed, basically, because he's what? disabled or something or just crippled from neck downwards and it's okay yeah you, you haven't said which which bruce willis film it is so you know oh no i'm gonna put it in the show notes so i'm gonna okay. give the whole plot away i mean it, it doesn't really matter it was pretty crap no one's gonna watch it no one who ever watched it thanks thanks baron norman but let's okay let's imagine you're in the metaverse right you're you've got your avatar which you have now you walk around who, who do you want to speak to do you want to speak to clinton uh... Barack Obama, your friend Barry from school. Amber Heard. You people. Amber Heard. I don't think anyone wants to meet Amber Heard at the moment. And God forbid if you if you get into a relationship with the virtual Amber Heard, because she might take all of your virtual money. 
Imagine oh. that. You know, sitting in a virtual court. <laughs> You're sitting on one side and Amber Heard, the, the Amber Heard avatars trying to take for you for everything you've got. And then and then it replays it replays, you know, the whole friendship and um just has has memoji me. Um the shoes uh, really and go, Do you want to go out on a date? Take it taking no no the memoji me just just um have it taking a turd, memoji turd <laughs> in her bed. Oh I'm, I'm, sofa. Glad, I'm glad you said emoji turd. Egg white, can I be your lawyer? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think I think because people people were really kind of in, into the whole the whole trial, weren't they? They were into the whole Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. How much more fun and amusing would it be? We, we had a, if we, we look like this trial. We, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was it was bizarre and weird enough without it. So imagine where it could really go. I mean, it would be like a, a Hunter S. Thompson you know, <laughs> novel, wouldn't it? There's um, bats everywhere, but. I mean, you, okay, you know, okay, what I said earlier on was the fact that all these guys in the virtual universe would be themselves. I'm going to be a, like one of those like 70s cop lawyers. I'm just going to shout at the judge. You can't talk about that of my client. God damn it. He's innocent. <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll throw curveballs at Amber Heard. Did you try to punch Egg White in her face? You did, didn't you? Then we'll draw some avatar scars on your face. For <laughs> one. Think what you want about about the whole trial. I'm not going to get into it. I mean, because I've only watched a little bit of it, and the whole thing seems pretty tough. Not going to lie, but Amber Heard probably needs a friend right now, doesn't she? When we actually come to make Colin Clark, Amber uh, Amber can be Colin's friend because oh. Colin has no friends. Again, this is this will mean nothing to anyone because uh, you know you can you can link to a few shit in the show notes people won't know. You're really selling the podcast well, Ed White. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just in the show notes. Okay, soundbite in one line. What is Colin Clark? Before Colin, I... Colin Clark is a peddling poet and then writes very. Uh, he he's he's a lonely guy. Um, and he wants all he wants is a friend, but he doesn't really know how to interact with people. Where do I get the ideas from? Played by me. And writes very, very, yeah, exactly. Meta metaverse. Um, writes very, very um, sad poetry. He doesn't think it's sad. He thinks it's very funny, um, and very upbeat. But it actually turns out to be kind of quite, quite somber and bittersweet. Yeah, I don't want to be rude, Egg White, but if I saw Colin Clark in the metaverse, I would literally turn around and hide behind <laughs> the wall. Hide behind the because on his bike. Thing- <laughs> the whole <laughs> hello woke Asian guy. Hello woke Asian guy. Would you? I'm just going to ride faster. I'm going to ride faster. I'm no, no, ride faster. No, 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 talk can, to him over there. Would, can I read you a poem? I've written. You're my friend, aren't you? You're my best friend because I've written a poem. I've written a poem about friendships. Friends are like ships that go past and never speak. And if you climb on the wrong one, you get arrested. That's that's basically it. So there, therefore, I, I think uh, you know that's a good intro to Colin Clark. Amber Heard might be might have a seriously reduced you know role Le- in, um, in, in Aquaman too, but Colin Clark, the the movie that I was going to say the musical then that would be quite funny, wouldn't it? Uh, well, Colin Clark movie, you know, she is more than welcome to uh, to audition for the role before we move on to your your subject 
one thing about the metaverse, the whole point of the metaverse is to go and meet sexy, exciting, crazy people do crazy things, just like the Matrix. Now, why would I want to meet up or just hang around with Colin Clark? Colin Clark does not, he's, he's, he's not Lawrence Fishburne. He's not Keanu Reeves. He's not the lady that was Keanu Reeves's sister. No, um, partner. I, I mixed that up with Star Wars, as I normally do. So Star Wars was incest. Matrix wasn't. You you tell me, would you want to hang around with Colin Clark in the metaverse, knowing that you could meet up with any exciting person and have exciting adventures? Yeah, but you could you could meet up with with all these fantastic famous people, right? But and no matter how hard you try, you're always going to be you're always going to be you yourself and you you're always going to be a disappointment basically and you're always going to embarrass yourself and you're always going to be a bit of a tonight so top why not just, three. Top just three basically be yourself and just hang around with another tonight. okay so okay top three before we move on top three metaverse characters you want to meet if they're still alive you know i mean i'm talking about Julius Caesar, Nelson Mandela, anyone? We can resurrect the emotions of these people if you wanted. Who do you want to meet up with? Who do you want oh. to hang with? Who's your posse? Any, anyone. Oh, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. Well, I mean, obviously, I say biggie, 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 biggie. Biggie's Notor more. Notorious B.I.G. Yes. Notorious, Where are at? Notorious B.I.G. And... So I've got a problem with his freestyle before you go on the next one. Yeah. Yep, so one of his freestyle raps was, where Brooklyn at? I've got seven back 11s, 838s, 99s. You can't touch my riches, even if you have, even if you have empty heart, empty hammer and the three, I, I got it all wrong. Easy so for I've you got, to say. i got seven back 11s, that's seven guns. i got 838s, so what's that? 15 guns, nine nines. How many is that? My rubbish. He's got he's got 20, it was nearly 30 guns on him. Mm. Why would he need 30 guns in a freestyle rap? Of his virtual universe, of his thing. Right. You know, you know, you know, you can like change the ammo clips in the actual pistols rather than having 30 guns. He could just have two guns and 150 rounds of ammunition. Okay. You've just gone really technical. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, and so okay, for, for so notorious BIG, and yep. then obviously I'd have to have two pack as well, just, uh, you know, because uh, we, you know, we'd, we'd all, we'd all be, we'd all be friends. And it would be lovely. And then, oh, oh, Frank Butcher, Mike Reed. So, <laughs> me, Frank Butcher, Biggie, and Tupac in. <laughs> How's that we, And we and we roll round in the Scooby Doo van. But we but we pretend it's the A Team van. So you all you're all on the run. Frank Butcher, Tupac, and Biggie, and you all yeah. on the run from the <laughs> army. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Frank's but, but, back smoking a cigar, going, "All right, sir. No, you do better Frank Butcher impressions than me." Go oh, on then. Pet, pet, pet. I only say one word. Pet, pet, pet. Oh, pet, pet, pet. Oh, pet. What are you done to me, pet, 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 pet? And then, yeah, I, th I think so. Me, me, Frank Butcher, aka Mike Reed, Biggie and Tupac. But yeah, that's in in, in in the Scooby Doo van. It has to be the Scooby Doo van. Which but means we pretend the Scooby Doo van is the A Team van. So you're gonna yeah. fight, you're gonna unmask people, unmask yeah. wrongans, yeah. while running from the government. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my top three will be Keats, Harold Pinter, and George, John Osborne. <laughs> Osborne. 
100 pinta. Yes, awesome. I want intellectuals. We're going to sit in a table in some restaurant while they smoke gitans and just talk about their, their, their writings and literature, and I'll be joining in with their literature, and we're all going to laugh. It sounds yeah, boring, but it's not. So they'll be talking about, you know, all their plays that they've written and all that kind of bo bollocks. And you'll be going, oh, yeah, have you? Uh, the last book I read was Jerry Halliwell's autobiography in 1996. And they went, oh, uh, who, 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 dear boy, who? You know, Ginger Spice. Oh, I do like Ginger Spice. Yeah. Mm. And then my favourite was Baby. And then you'd get into some intellectual, pseudo intellectual conversation about the Spice Girls. And nothing wrong uh, yeah. with that. I'm oh. trying to, you know, I'm trying to update their kind of like uh, creativity as well. Do you know what I mean? To modernise it. Anyway, that's the racist, homophobic. I, I just had an alert on my phone saying that the verdict, right? And this will date it. So this will, you obviously have to cut this, uh, this episode quite quickly. The verdict, oh, no the verdict, the verdict in the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial is yeah. due very shortly. Oh, okay. So, okay, so 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 because we don't know what the verdict is now, right? So let's record. Let's record two versions. So the verdict of the let's go. Let's go. The, the verdict is that um, uh, Johnny wins, right? Let's do just do that verdict first. And then okay. we do a a Amber wins. So, uh, okay. So, and well, what do you think of the verdict? Oh, wow. I mean, Johnny Depp deserved to win after the fact that Amber Heard raked him through the coals, destroyed his career, smashed him up. Loads of other things I'm making up because I actually didn't watch any of the court proceedings, uh, apart from the fact that Amber Heard lawyers are on TikTok, not in a good way. So I'm hoping Johnny Depp can move on, start making some amazing films and i'm touched i'm touched that justice has been served i can't believe that you know like that dragon actually kind of broke through the window and and just like like bit bit his head off when he'd actually won that was that, i mean no one saw that one come did they i think that's, that's fine All right now we do now we do just in case amber like wins um uh so no okay so verdict two okay and Go. So what do you think of the verdict then? Oh, it's an incredible injustice. How could she actually win after what she did to him? She's all of those evil, horrible people. Johnny Depp cannot come back from this. He's going to have to retire and end up big like Marlon Brando eating out of a fridge, then his friend's fridge, then his other friend's fridge. Then he's going to have a massive heart attack and die. It's like, you it's... want that on your conscience, Amber Heard? You killed America's eccentric actor. He was in Platoon, for God's sakes. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street. Was he? He's in Platoon. He was in Platoon, yes. What did he play in Platoon? He played one of the grunts. If you if you YouTube, uh, this is for the audience as well, for those that didn't know. It was one of his early roles. If you type into YouTube Platoon, uh, Johnny Depp, you actually see an incredibly young, pre-plastic surgery, pre Drunken Rage, Johnny Depp. Moving on, last subject for this podcast is Egg White. Is the controversial opinion about Channel 4. Explain to the, maybe, maybe some of the listeners aren't familiar with what Channel 4 is. So explain what, what Channel 4 is and, and, and the, uh, the, the position that we're in. Okay, deep in hell. So for American listeners, because you've got Discovery, Nat Geo, ABC, CBS and NBC and HBO, 
Channel 4, in a nutshell, was created by the government in 1982 to help fund the independent television community. So Channel 4 do not own any of the programs that they actually transmit. They own the rights to show it, but all of the independent television companies own the rights that they, they can exploit everywhere else. So at the moment, for the last 10, 15 years, because it, the government owns it, they've been trying to sell it off because they're trying to sell off everything. So basically, it's a serious subject. The government at the moment with Nadine Dorries, who's probably the most unwoke, un-TikTokable politician ever. And we're talking about Boris Johnson and Theresa May, who are a bit more exciting. They're trying to sell off Channel 4, which means that a, a major conglomerate is going to buy them up. All these independent television companies will not be able to approach one of the biggest providers of independent television programs. And they'll just basically be stuck. Then we're going to have basically Netflix, Amazon, and that's it. What so, do you, does it deserve to be blown up and so? No, no, of course, of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. And it does, there is there is a place for it. And I think I think some of the programs that that have come through, especially in in the the, the field that we take more take an interest in, which is the comedy field, uh, as well as the as well as the the you know the, the hard hitting kind of factual documentary news news sectors genre is they do amazing stuff and you know they they kind of they challenge the status quo they they you know everything which we say on and and champion on this podcast about comedy they kind of they take that in spades and um and well sorry they do that in spades um so you can cut that round you just make it sound really good um or well, just or just or just dub it just dub it to make it actually sound like really coherent and really intellectual like you know, like pretend you're in the metaverse with Harold Pinter. Oh, I'll cut it all out then. Good. So there is there's definitely a place for for Channel Four, and it would be a, a massive loss for it for it to to go. I'm just gonna say this right, just as a devil's advocate, because I don't. This is what I don't really understand. So the let's say that the Murdoch conglomerate empire is bad, but yet Sky Arts and Sky Atlanta have had amazing shows on and you know they 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 champion new talent they put they 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 take risks they put a lot of a lot of you know great shows on so what so so surely if you know they, they, they were they would still they would still be an outlet if there wasn't trying to fall there would still be outlets for for this no, um, but the only thing guys. is obviously the guys will be affected big white but but so with with the example of or that I just given of Sky, that's a paid for service. Now Channel Four is a, is a free to air service, so that's I think that's the biggie, really. And they've got a different way of thinking, different mentality, different mindset. That's that's the biggie for me. But, they champion new voices, but they you know they haven't taken us yet. They haven't carried. They haven't you know given us a show. Not that no, no, no. And and for a channel that that you know like puts about. 15 hours of come dine with me repeats from 2008 on it has its just, fault we just need a half an hour slot a month of woke Asian guy and it'll be all new material we can be risky as you like um you know we can grab those headlines we or or we can play by the rules we can we we'll do whatever you want we will we're here for you to mold we just need half an hour put it on half two in the morning but no, instead of putting us on, they put come dine with me for, that you've seen, like The Simpsons, on for about you've seen about fifteen times before. 
So, you know, obviously I don't want it to go, but we're occasion going if they're not going to put us on just to go back to the uh you call it sky atlanta it's actually sky atlantic so um i'm not going to censor that one did but... i say did i did i say did i say atlanta yes all right so yes uh the... that's, that's how much that's how much i i i really watch it and take an are interest are you bigging up a channel this, this you is, don't this like this is, this is this is this is what this is what you you you've um you talk about wizard of oz okay uh this is basically my writing for the show and prep for the show is to try and take the opposite viewpoint to to you just so we have two contrasting opinions and clearly i uh wanted to to play devil's advocate and have a different opinion so heavily and so hard that i didn't really know what the fuck i was talking about and uh and and and, and put scott and called it something completely different to what it actually is so um Oh, okay, let me you, give you an example. You've, right? you've 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 pulled the veil off 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 the show. All right, um, Dorothy. All right, because up. you know, because because you know, you're not really woke, and I'm not really. Egg. The, not really the, egg. I'm not really an egg. I'm not. I'm not really a right wing egg. And <laughs> oh yeah, naked attraction you mentioned as well. I mean, they, they actually pitched an idea where people are just standing naked and they have to like choose their penises. I now again I, I've got a problem with that show because I think they stole Is they it a took, they, they took they took they took uh, a show which I pitched. When I said pitched, I spoke about it in the playground when I was about fifteen. I said, right, idea for show, put your clothes on poker. Yeah. And there must have been someone around in the playground or in the pub, wherever, wherever I said that. I said it a lot of places. Like playground pub. Yeah, wherever, wherever, wherever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I reuse the same joke a lot. So, so you know, so someone must have seen me do this and say, "Put your clothes on poker," because I said it cuts out the middleman. And they go, "Yeah, okay." And so, so when they're in, when they're in the boardroom of like, "Oh, we need some new shows. What should we do? We need a new dating show." Uh, well, let's have let's have a show where we cut out the middleman and we basically start off naked. You know, which is basically my put your clothes on poker game. So someone in your schoolyard who ended up going to the pub getting shit faced at the yeah. age of like 12 ended up becoming the commissioner of Channel 4 in the space of like, you know, 20 years or 50, 25 years, 20 years. And to Stolly Rock just remembers, oh, that egg white. He came up with this idea about yeah. clothes thing. We, yeah. We're yeah. going to feel it. Yeah. And Stolly yeah. Yeah. We, That's it. You, me, we're going to get in the metaverse. I'm going to be your lawyer and we're going to sue the virtual Channel 4 for everything they've got. Until, and they go, okay, okay, guys, look, look, you can drop, drop all charges and we'll give you your own show. Yeah, okay, that's it. That's what I like. The fact yeah. that we, we're going to stop taking the millions that we can take out of them and just get one show for half an hour a month. That's yeah. good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a new lawyer. Um, yeah. Uh, one yeah. thing about Sky Atlanta, the, the fictional universe that is Sky Atlanta. Yeah. Basically, Atlantic. HBO. So they actually show American programs from HBO mainly on there. So nothing that's made by the British production companies. And Sky Arts is just a documentary unit. It's not like the BBC Storyville, where you actually have all of these amazing documentaries acquired from all over the world and homegrown documentaries made by local filmmakers. So the last thing I'll say to you, last thing I'll say to you, Egg White. Is... You proved me wrong then, you nut. 
I'm just saying, you and me, okay, this is the problem why we shouldn't lose Channel 4 to Nadine Dorries being a prima donna and the worst TikToker in the world and the worst rapper in the world. We're going to put a rap in the actual segment. Okay, I'm waffling. But basically, if Channel 4 goes, you and me cannot start a production company, have that production company with the idea of having a half-hour show every month, approach Channel 4 and try to pitch that show to them. Because, and I, I hate to say this out, Egg White, everyone else will turn us down because they will just not understand what we do. Channel 4 will take a risk. Netflix won't. BBC won't. Amazon definitely won't. And we're up. Channel 4 will until we until we get really big. And then Netflix will go, okay, hang on, we'll just buy that. So then we can sell out. So we can sell out Channel 4 and then we can sell out again to Netflix and become, you know, like Paul Mann's Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais. Excellent. I like that idea. <laughs> we're going to have to write the pitch up. We're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to set up a company and pitch it before we, before I've they got it. Off. Let's okay. get on the floor. Elevate, elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. Which I'm going to fail badly again. So yeah. You, you like Dave Chappelle. You like Ricky Gervais. This is like Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais, but a little bit shit. <laughs> and, but, and uh, I say a little bit, not quite as funny, but more, but more affordable. So with the every man's Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais. You and that really yeah, well. There we are. There we are. Bing. This is your okay. floor, I believe. <laughs> Have a nice day. Hey, send me the pitch document. We're going to commission it by the afternoon. You've won me round. You've won, you've won, won me round. I mean, obviously, because that was my, my as we've, as we've just uh, uncovered, that was my true full opinion. Um, and uh, you, But you've you've made me see the light. And, and yeah, we should... That's why that made you see the light. We, I can see the light. Um, yeah. So. Okay, cool. So we basically, we've righted the wrongs of Piers Morgan's show. We've talked about the metaverse and and we need to save Channel 4. I think that is our show for the week, isn't it? I think we've saved Channel 4. We have single-handedly saved Channel 4 and got we've half saved. our show out of it. Yeah. That's been our show, Egg White. If we can get 23 minutes of gold, right? Yes. Then for Channel Four to put an advert in, we're there. We were at a half an hour break. We were at the half an hour. There we are. Have a great week and thanks for listening. We love you, Detroit. Bye. Woke Asian guy and Egg White.